Court Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free, and if it's free, it's for me. All right, everyone, we are down under a dozen episodes left of this wonderful thing of ours here at Cork Stats. Baby, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod if you want to say thanks for all the work we've been doing and all the excellent tools and information that Patty Mayo and myself have been doing our best to bring to you, five-star review really is the best way. My name up in the comments is the way to get me, you know, back <laughs> back here next year. Listen, man, we were able to work together as a community to get you know, this picked up into football. Uh, it, that And that's what it's all about. I've been trying to explain to everyone out there, like, I don't want your money. We just want your interaction because this kind of work is infectious, man. The kind of energy that we're bringing is just contagious because we're covering baseball like we are covering football like the rest of the people should be covering baseball those stuff shirts forget about them we want more of this it's the fastest show in mlb absolutely anywhere bringing you those three pillars of profit doing daily dfs jock market total base props over to fantasy today's the waiver show then we do friday then we do some bets and tomorrow you know we're doing the look ahead it's just been so wonderful and again rate, review, and subscribe, but I'm not going to ask you for the like button just yet, because I want to earn it first. I really like to think that we go out there and do just that every day. Remember death and taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big dude up before the crack of dawn to bring you this show, man, because it means that much to me. Let's get up. It's the 18 stack attack. We're going to run it back. Stay in the black. We are hot to death, man. Let's get with those Yankees. Just really quick. My gosh, Twitter is so ridiculous. Yankee fans, baseball fans, sport fans, and just in general are ridiculous. Yes, they're in a bit of a downslide. So what? That's a good thing. I was on a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Feasting. You know, check out those spots on Wednesday morning. Me and him have a lot of fun. I, I listen, they kind of they joked on me because they asked me if I was worried. I said it's no, just the opposite, but I meant it. It's not like I know they joked on me. I like I said, they're getting the losses out of the way. But it's true to an extent. We we know that teams and players perform in sine waves. No one is always great. No one is always terrible. The Pirates swept the Dodgers. The Reds swept the Dodgers. It just these things happen. And we know teams go through cold streaks. It just it, could, it is what it is. You know, Yankees lost Stanton injury, and then you know Lemayhew went down with the foot. He misses a week. Before you know it, you know a couple guys go cold, and all of a sudden you're not scoring, and you look terrible for a week. And guess what happened? They came back yesterday and won because the Yankees are really good, and I always feel kind of dirty apologizing for the Yankees because that's not the kind of Yankee fan I am. I'm more pessimistic than anything. But realistically speaking, we should never be overreacting to really good teams that are in a bit of a downslide. I was asked the same thing about the Dodgers when they were losing, and the answer is no. You back really great teams that are good in three phases of the games. Still, that Yankee Jordan Montgomery move was flat out stupid. See, like, <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't like him that much that I'm going to lie about him. Let's get with the Yankees. That's the first stack. It's his honor up against Joe Berry's five six one ERA one four WHIP eight two five OPS on the season, but the fifth Sierra and deserved ERA all north of five. The control has not been bad. Six percent walk is pretty good. However, nine percent swing strike rate is a problem. And then when you kind of get deeper into these disciplinary metrics, I think you're going to see what I mean, right? So the first strike rate is actually through the roof. Sixty three percent first strike is excellent. But the foul ball rate is elevated 
up above 19. Anytime you're seeing that, you think about that. You know, fifth of the pitch is being wasted to fouls. It means you're not winning in the zone or on the edges or both. So what ends up happening, I think we see that materialize then in the 90% in-zone contact rate from Barrios. Really not what you'd expect. You know, we're expecting a bit more strikeouts. I think the K rate's at 19.5 on the season. Not any good. So you see the in-zone contact rate, right? So I'm showing you, it's a lot of numbers, but I'm showing you how we end up in the zone with the pitcher with the low walk rate like that. And then when you get it, he's getting lifted a ton. 40% fly ball, 45 hard hit, and 11 barrel equals the 442 expected Woba on contact and almost two home runs per nine we've seen. Remember, you can't just use XCON. You can't just use expected Woba on contact. You have to get there first, right? So you really need to find the in-zone contact rate up above 88, 89, 90. Let's say above 90. You could go for contact metrics, guys. are going to see it, especially when you have good hitters. He's non-discriminately bad this year. Righties and lefties have a 274 minimum BA, but lefties doing a bit more of the power work there with the 540 slug. I was checking out the split fly ball work. Half tip to my book dude. Joke was talking about that. You know, listen, man, I don't pretend to know everything, and sometimes I have blind spots, and that is something really good. You want to be looking at split lift, let's call it split elevation, really good. The lefties have a significantly higher fly ball rate at 44, opposed to 37. But 37 variety is not bad. It's still for power, but it is a bit different. What's the problem? Generally, these things are at the, you know, the bad fastballs are at the center of this stuff. And that's what we're getting from Barrios. He's really struggling with the fastball, 30% use, 612 X log, poor location there, and the sinker, 24 use, 520 X log. He's having trouble keeping that bad boy down. Well, you know the Yankees can hit. Give me the judge. Last 14 days, 281, 281, 1040, triple slash. Remember that's BA ISO and OPS. We use ISO to identify the strong total base prop, guys, because OPS includes walk rate. And that will hurt you. Walks don't count for total bases. Uh, see Juan Soto, right? Anytime you run out Juan Soto for a total base prop, there's a chance he'll be on base four times and you won't even get a single base out of the guy. So it, it, definitely that matters. But we also like to look at here on the show is the individualized arsenal, you know, right? So we mentioned Berrios, the fastballs at 30, used to sinker at 24. So put them together, what do you got? Besides a bibbity bobbity boop 55% use of bad fastball. So we could be looking for fastball hitters. So judge against those right-handed four-seamers and sinkers on the year. 83 contact, 31 barrel, 21 blast. That's a 540 X Woba and 22 home runs. Just cartoonish numbers against the pitcher we know Barrios is going to be throwing at him. So give me the judge to get up off the mat. I mean, it's funny. His, his, uh, uh, split that 281, 281 triple slash, as you say, is a cold for him, right? 281, 28% extra base hit rate over 14 days is cold for Judge. So expect him to get going today. He's a good pop for a home run. Also, we look at Rizzo, talk about cold, but he lit up that pitch leaderboard. So when I was looking at the fastball and the sinkers from righties year to date, 85 contact, 50 hard hit, 14 barrel, 10% blast, and 11 home runs. Remember, Rizzo, lefty, checks the boxes with those extra fly balls. He's a good example of a hitter that you just do not want to play for a single prop. They're, they shift against him. You're not getting a single. It's really hard to get a double even. He's got a better chance at a double but a dribbler at third base and he does like hitting a ball hard into the gap so keep that stuff in mind Rizzo is probably a home run guy you know and a good stack play so let's use Rizzo today as our example of how to identify a player but then he doesn't necessarily fit on all boards right again I am the one man band there's DFS players, we have daily players, we have prop players, we have jock market players. So let's do it one by one. DraftKings, DFS, FanDuel. Remember, the prices do not move. Prices are stagnant, which means they are resistant to demand. Which means what? You can identify a high 
cost and have it be great. You can identify a low-cost player and have it hurt you because people are going to pile in and it won't change the cost, which creates those free squares, which create leverage issues, right? OPS matters. Awesome in DraftKings DFS play. You just want bases, you get points for runs and scoring, be inside of good stacks, look for clusters. Jock market, listen, projections matter, but this whole slate matters. You're being compared against the slate on an individualized basis. So the things we do know is you get a half point for a plate appearance and cost matters because there's inherent leverage. Low cost players means there's no demand. So that is the thing with jock market. Guys on this model that are cheap and in the top third in particular at on the road, I should say, because we don't want to lose the ninth frame. That's something I don't think people talk about enough. You don't want to lose the ninth frame. You want the ninth frame. And I know people think guys hit better at home, but unless you really have a truly high implied team total, it's hard to make up for that. Then knowing pretty much, you know, look at the look at the line. If it's minus two fifty, you're not, and you're home. Don't expect to hit in the ninth inning. That's just how it goes. That's just math. So. Again, nuance and context at the, the center of it. And I think not just knowing how to pick the name, but where to put it matters the most. Because I do get a lot of that. Are all these people viable for total base props? I think the answer is no. I think in, in a vacuum, I guess they're all viable for a single. I mean, you can't do any damage without getting hit. But then you have to start to weigh the cost, right? I mean, if the chance of Rizzo's hit are so high to be an extra base hit, it doesn't make sense to play the single base. So, boom, that was... If that wasn't a good enough lesson for daily play, and that doesn't earn a cartoon finger, I don't know what will. One more name, Josh Donaldson, the Rainmaker, also butters his bread against fastballs from righties and the sinkers as well. Last 30 days, he's starting to get it going. 23 barrel, 14 blast. Remember, blast are the ideal subset of barrels, the Cadillac of barrels. So he's starting to wake up. He had that big grand slam yesterday. Get with Donaldson. He could be a sine wave. Monster top end sine wave coming for Josh Donaldson, like league winning potential coming for Josh Donaldson. People are so willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I feel like you just got all that yuck out of the way. And if he's hitting home runs, he's what? He's probably healthy. He feels good. And if he's hitting home runs, it means what? His timing is probably in place. The two things that matter the most, way more than L7 data, whatever that is good for. So give me the Yankees. I think they're going to do some work against Roadberries, if you'll notice. All these are, are nighttime plays. I know with Mayo, you know, we get a lot of daily play, drafting play, jock market play. So I'm trying to keep those to the nighttime. I did run the algo for all the DJs, if you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, because I know we have new listeners. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for listening and stuff, but it's all the tools. It's a pitching sheet every day. Employee team totals. We run the algo. I do my best to rate and grade every all the top players but if not we put these sheets out you can check them out on twitter as well i mean we're just trying to do it all and if you appreciate it thank pat mayo somewhere on social media all right let's go to the next one it's the royales with cheese this one has a caveat you'll see it um on the screen for the video people but audio only listeners this must be luis patino shane mcclanahan is listed i don't think you're gonna get him today i'm so, i saw patino Locked in on the MLB app. That, as far as my work goes, and I do this every single day, is the strictest, right? They will put, they have no problem putting TBD. That's the problem with a lot of probable starter shows is, and sites, and I get it. I, they're, they're inferring, I get it. I'm not trying to knock them, but they will guess. And they openly guess, and that could mislead you. I'd rather have a blank spot until it's confirmed. Because, again, I run the sheet and run all this data. It's pointless if you get it wrong. So I know McClanahan's in there, but MLB had it done. And then, to go one step further... That game is not on the board. So I have a feeling it will be Patino. Expect that going forward. Maybe McClanahan getting the extra day of rest. 
you know, being young and trying to make sure he gets to the finish line. It's probably a smart way to do it. You know, that's that's fine by me. So make sure it's Patino. Now let's get into it. Royals versus Patino today, who I really do think we'll be seeing. 6.75 ERA, 2 whip, 1,012 OPS on the year, but it's only 8 innings. Can't really worry about that so much. On the career, 4.65 ERA, 1.42 whip, 10% walk, 10% swing strike, 50 fly ball, 8 barrel, and 1.5 home runs per nine. All the kind of stuff we're looking for, but this year it's really been kind of a disaster. The home run rate is at two and a quarter this year. He's really struggling spotting to righties, right-handed hitters on the year have a 465 batting average and six extra base hits in 17 total batters face. So there's something broken. There's usually an issue when things have gone that awry. The fastball is at 95 miles an hour, which we like, but again, the hyper usage, 43% use, allows hitters to sit back on it. I dove in a touch more because there's more than on a diagnostics. Again, something that you just don't get anywhere else. So remember, Ride and run, the two dimensions, right? Fastball has velocity, but it also moves, right? So we're looking for these things. But we, on a four-seamer, we want a less vertical ride as possible. Average is probably about a foot, right? That's the just the natural amount. It's going to fall, gravity pushing it down as it's traveling from the arm to the plate. So pitchers that are able to keep that ball up, those are your rising fastballs. And then again, you want as much tail as possible. So a hitter can't, you know, kind of center in on it, doesn't stay where you want. That is the main issue with Patino and something to remember why velocity is not everything. So he does have a pretty good vertical movement profile, but the horizontal profile is so poor down at five inches that is incredibly low. And then with poor location, we could look for fastball hunters. So the two best fastball hitters on the Royals team give me Sal Perez versus four seamers from righties year to date. 70 contact, 60 hard hit at 95 miles an hour, 15% barrel, 13% blast. So most of the contact is the purest contact and five home runs. And then Hunter Dozier, he missed the last three days, but it was the paternity leave. So I think you get three days. I think he should be back, and I know how I feel after that. And forget, like, even if it's, you just, yes, the joy of a new child is unmatched. They're, if they're healthy, that is all that matters. The weight off your chest, knowing that everything else can wait when you know that, especially when you get down to the very end, you know, all the work, all the love, all the passion, all the time, all the stress and everything that goes into it, you know, everything on the line. So I expect him to come back, you know, feeling light as air. Look for him to do work with the new Bambino in the crew. Dozier against four seamers from righties on the air. 86 contact, extremely high. That's what we're going to be looking for. And he's not even, he's offering and he's doing the work. 50 hard hit, 17 barrel, nearly 10% blast, a 400 X Woba and six home runs. So I think Sal Perez and Hunter Dozier, if Patino is starting, and that's another one too, we'll tease this if you're, know about my new favorite bet on the board love the royals f5 one and a half if it's patino gonna have to be looking for that it's not on the board so i couldn't post it because again i am not a fraud do my best not to be let's get into the last stack it's the padres from the perfect weather in san diego up against Anibal sanchez yes he's still in the big leagues 720 era one six whip 929 ops is totally a joke deserve the array north of six fip North of seven. Your FIP is higher than his K minus walk. It's just ridiculous. 6% K minus walk, 23% CSW. He doesn't get cold strikes. He doesn't get whiffs. He doesn't even get ahead. The first strike rate down below 50 and the end zone contact rate up around 90, right? His his explanation 
to get to the power stats for Sanchez is very simple. He doesn't know how to throw strikes. He doesn't throw strikes. He can't fool anybody. And then he has to force the ball in the zone where we get 46 fly ball, 41 hard hit, and 6% blast. That's the major issue. Anytime the blast rate over 5, you almost forget the barrel rate if the blast rate's over 5. Those are major misses. Been nearly 3 home runs per 9 year to date. Righties have a 357 BA and over 1100 OPS. It's just ridiculous. Now, this might be the worst fastball in the game. His four-seamer down at 90 miles an hour. So right off the bat, 90 is where we start to check. It doesn't matter what the movement profile is for 90. Although at 90, I don't know why you're throwing a four-seamer. You'd think you'd be looking for something with a bit more movement. I just don't understand. It's a, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, there's, no, there's no explaining any of this. Nationals, I'm available for hire. Dude, I just, this is ridiculous. All right, so the vertical movement on the fastball is terrible. It's 17 inches, just way beyond where you want to be. You know, 30 to 40% worse than average. And the horizontal movement at three inches, just, you know, 80% worse than where you want to be. It's really terrible. He's also throwing a cutter, which is trash. 20 use, 465 X slug. So you put them together and you end up with, again, nearly 50% of the R. Arsenal coming in as bad fastball, so let's look at Manny Machado. Last two weeks, 55 plate appearances, 56 hard hit, 17 barrel. The triple slash is broken, 538, 436, 15, 46, three home runs and eight doubles. I mean, that is just absurd. One of the most ridiculous, like, extra base stretches you're going to see as far as this game goes, man. And I don't think Machado gets the love he deserves, always playing so late. Give me Hassan Kin, last two weeks, 31 plate appearance against righties, 40 hard hit. 345, 241, 973 with seven doubles. So again, he's pretty viable. I think the line of placement might hurt him for a total base prop, right? And they're going to be at home, and they're going to be big favorites. You can see how when I get a couple indicators, I'm like, ah, I bet you the price is pretty good on Kim. I just didn't even go look. I didn't want to be tempted. And then Will Myers, he's off the IL. We haven't seen a lot from him, but he looks really good. And again, unlike pitchers, right, I, I want to clarify this because we do, we like attack pitchers habitually coming off of the IL. Hitters can come off the IL and start producing, right? If they look good and feel good and timing's right, we don't know how much but swing is to be taken. The guy's may have been solely focusing on that for a while he's looked really good that's what i am looking for off the aisle i want production once i see it and i know the again the health and the timing are there all wheels up for will myers since he showed up he's had 11 plate appearance against righties whatever but he's five for 11 with three doubles so again he has a really good chance of sneaking into the forgotten territory and jock market again always 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 want to find those cheap players that is the nut hand you can have a player hit a home run and not make money in jock market i think that's the most important thing about the price whereas in DraftKings, we mentioned prices are capped a home run pays the bills you the high the most expensive player if he hits a home run you you got what you wanted not to be said for jock market whereas a guy it's just crazy you, if only, let's say you get a ton of plate appearances like six plate appearances and you don't strike out and you get three points and let's say you know you walked maybe even or whatever and you you score a run here or there and you end up with a handful of points if the play was cheap enough, you could like double or triple your money, which is not something you can think of, right? And if you double and triple on one player, that could float the whole portfolio. So again, a little bit more nuance and context of all the things that we do, not taking our foot off the gas with only 11 episodes to go. Oh my goodness, I just can't believe it. All right, that's the first pillar of profit, everyone. All right, let's get up into the fantasy end. I'm not going to kill you with all the details. You know, we're looking for names of players that are producing and at the very least, having playing time, that is something I do make sure to check. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, we run the advanced statistical leaderboard, put them together for this Thursday show. I think this graphic is extremely useful. Video people, swipe right before you do, press the like button. 
audio-only people jump over to YouTube, swipe right before you do, press the like button. All kidding aside, I, I do put this on Twitter, so you can have the clean image without me yammering over it. Extremely helpful to have that kind of reference point. You'll notice three players at every position. In theory, these are 10, 12, and 15-team ads. You'll notice a cluster for pitching, because cl cluster F is the word for pitching. This year, Very, it's very really tough to even tell the difference between a 12 and 15-team waiver wire. So let's get up into it. Behind the plate, Shea Langelier is going to be the hot addict. Catcher looking awesome. Going to play every day. Top of the lineup for Oakland. P.J. Higgins, not just playing catcher, but also playing first base for the Cubs. Also something we always circle. Anytime you can squeeze some extra at bats and he's got some stick and then Nick Fortes from Miami I love this guy I've been playing him in all my 15 team leagues hitting home runs stealing bases doesn't play every day but not every catcher does if you're getting quality and roto categories you run with Nick Fortes and figure out the rest later over to first base Jay Manessis playing for Washington every day since the call he's been very good top of the lineup again to Dara Cole for Philadelphia they're hitting sign wave now Stott and Hall starting to get it together for the Phils they get Harper back you can see that offense just completely take off Schwarber as well Dara Cole has been playing every day batting cleanup for the Phillies he's been a pretty good kind of total base play daily play as well to Lamont Wade playing first in outfield for the Giants now he's a platoon player surprise with the Giants but it is the right-handed side, and he's playing every day against righties and leading off. So I think if you're going to be a platoon player, but you are leading off, I think that's enough to tip the scales in 15-team leagues only. Get with Lamont Wade. Over to second base, Vaughn Grissom, a superstar for the, the Braves. I think the only thing there is when Albies comes back and he's close, what will happen? The Braves are just so good right now, man. They are ridiculous. Soroka on deck as well. We'll get to that in a little bit. C.J. Abrams, a bit disappointed for the Padres, but going to get every touch of run for Washington. Change of scenery. Who knows? I mean, you just don't know. Opportunity could be something. I wouldn't be looking to start him, though, yet. Uh, but with uh, Garcia is the name I was looking for on it, IL, and I don't know the length. Abram should get a run. Second base and shortstop gives you the flexibility. So it's something there, but I'm not rushing yet. I, to be honest, would probably rather have the third guy on the list, Kevin Newman, bleeding off basically every day for the Pirates. You're not going to get a ton, but you get average and you get some runs. You know, in the time being. Over to shortstop, Paul DeJean. Oh, you just found his stroke. Looking awesome for the Cardinals. Playing every day. We thought he was done for. Bryson Stott, who I mentioned. Covering both middle infield positions for the Phillies. Playing every day. He's starting to look good as well. He's kind of been a fringe player. But I've worked him in. Had him on benches. And, you know, added him cheap throughout the year. You're getting little bits of here and there. And then again, Kevin Newman. A guy that I like to have in 15-team leagues. Particularly NFPC when you get to change your lineup on Friday, you know, the bi-weekly lineup adjustments. Having that flexibility and a guy that plays every day doesn't hurt. Third base, Beatty. For the Mets, you know, he hit, a, what, a bomb or two where he looks good. I don't generally chase these guys, and sometimes it does hurt me. I feel like the majority of times it doesn't, but it's out there, and you know people will be pushing it, so i got to put them on the list. I always worry about playing time for the Mets in general, you know. I guess third base, there's somewhat of an opening. I guess that's like the one spot, but we just don't know. Don't. I'm not banking on playing time for the Mets. Then Montero, third base for Colorado. I'd probably rather go there, you know, half your games and cores. And he's playing every day without any competition for playing time to Emmanuel Rivera, looking really good for the Diamondbacks since that trade. He's looked excellent. So definitely a guy you can get with. He's still available on 15-team waiver wires. Let's get into the... Outfield, it's Lars Nupar, Robbie Grossman, Framil Reyes. That's the left side. Those are probably your smaller leagues playing every day, starting to produce. Grossman, I think, is pushing Ozuna into the you know full, the background. Reyes, oh, get with Framil. I hope you added him when I mentioned him last week. He looks excellent. Change of scenery. We know there's a stick there. 
it, we know the stick there. If anybody could even correct the strikeouts a little bit, he's never going to strike out less than 20%. But if you get the number in the, like, 33, the guy could definitely move the needle for you in Roto where you don't get punished for those strikeouts necessarily. Over to the deeper league, outfielders are Christian Arroyo, Lamont Wade, and Kerry Carpenter. My choice would probably be Carpenter on Detroit. Again, no competition. He's playing every day. I think he's batting cleanup since the call-up, and he has a couple of ding-dongs. Lamont Wade, you know you're going to be stuck in a platoon. He's not ever going to be a full-time player. But in right-handed half weeks and weeks, is certainly times going to be viable. Absolutely. One of the guys I may be getting away from, I've been using G-Man Choi in that spot, but he's been kind of duty. Lamont Wade is the same idea. You know, a player that gets a vast majority, you keep on the bench in the first spot, and then Christian Arroyo playing every day for the Red Sox. Second base and outfield eligibility. Again, a little bit of flexibility. Pitchers, 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 pitchers. Oh my goodness, they are really tough. So make sure you have Mike Soroka circled. He should be coming back soon. I know people have forgotten about him. Sometimes they're just sitting out there to Braxton Garrett, Ranger Suarez, Justin Steele, all guys we mentioned on the show two days ago. Right? When we're mining the leaderboard, these are the names that are popping up. Then you start to check it, some of the diagnostics, and we're getting a good run there. Keep an eye on Suarez in particular. He looks like the best version of himself. Same for Justin Steele, Jose Suarez for the Angels, J.P. Sears for Oakland to wrap up. The star of Suarez has been really good. Tough context in L.A. with the Angels' six-man rotation and the poor offense. But Trout coming back, when they have Trout plus Otani, you have to pitch to Otani, and then they're really good. We've seen how two players can kind of, you know, carry that team. A couple of relievers keep an eye on the roll. This Chapman with Holmes down for the Yankees. I know Chapman's been a roller coaster ride, but we also know just topside there and saves are generally about opportunities. And then Alexi Diaz for the Reds. He looks like he's kind of separated as the wheat from the chaff in the Reds' bullpen, though, again, you really don't want much to do with the Reds' bullpen, but if you need saves, it matters. I mean, uh, quite literally, I, I this exercise a couple weeks ago landed us Trevino and Strickland, and again, they're laughable. Like, if you had your money still in your roster, it's laughable. But one week, I paid you know, $5 and got three saves, and it was almost worth the home run Strickland gave up because those saves push up the standings. So that's just how it goes. All right, that's the second pillar of profit. If you have any questions... Hit me up on Twitter or in the comments below, no doubt about it. I try and circle back to this if I can on Sunday. I just repost this with maybe new names to add and these names that we might need to subtract. Because, again, playing time at the center of it. If, you know, today being Thursday, if a guy sits Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, no no thanks. You know, we don't, we don't want him. Again, we don't want to have Tay Clock be married to bad data with new New data changing information is not flip-flopping. It's called intelligence. Right, okay. Third pillar time. Yes, it's pillar time. Third pillar time. Oh, my goodness. This one's funny. I'm laughing. Scratch my neck, man. Something good is happening right now. All right, let's get into it. It's a bit of a mixed bag. I tried to keep it all to the nighttime. Wasn't able to fully. So let's do the nighttime stuff first for the people that hung around and all those awesome show listeners on their commute. Manny Machado, over one and a half total bases, should not come at a surprise. The first time I think I've paid juice for a total base prop, but this is just lighting up every single board. I also wasn't able to find players that fit the single. You know, I couldn't find guys that fit properly, so I didn't want to force it. I actually had Soto in there, and then the walk rate just killed me. 30% walk rates. It's just, it's insane. So even Machado, 42 bases. I really like Padres to cover it, but even though cover was minus 180, I just can't get there. So give me Manny Machado over one and a half total bases. I hate 
wanted to cover all right yes the f5 team totals all right so again if you're unfamiliar this has been our the new thing hat tip to all the followers out there that highlighted it hat tip to the couple of sharks out there that brought it up to me that have been using my model and all the free information we put out on patreon but don't worry it's, it's not patreon it's just free it's the best place to get my work without having to listen to me right it's a pretty good sale right but all kidding aside all the images are there all the links to the spreadsheets are there and it's all together in order i think that's very important twitter can become a bit of a river and people did you post this why did you post it? it's like i did it just lost it was a while ago i don't you know it is what it is Patreon has really been a good platform for this. So I know people are using this stuff, applying it. And I had people say, hey, you know, you run an F5 model. That's pretty accurate. Why are we not looking at F5 team totals? Turns out books are struggling to price these because a lot of these should probably be at two runs. But they don't want us to push, which is why we were kicking books' asses for a couple of years straight because of the pushes in F5 betting. So until that, we're going to keep smashing them. I have Cubs and Pirates. Again, these have just... God, I hate when people do this when they just kind of cite their own model. But that's been at the center of it. It really has. I'm, you know, I'm not going to hide from that. Um, let's see if we could do it really quick. So this is the Cubs are an afternoon game. But don't fret because we do have a replacement. I mentioned it before. So I have the Cubs two against Watkins. Watkins has been good. But all the earn run indicators up above four and a half. K rate down below 15. Right, so we know that can mean issue. And he has struggled at home, which is strange because it is a pitcher's ballpark. But remember, that really would help a home run uh, pitcher. But Watkins is susceptible to some hard hits and some line drives and the lower range of barrels. So don't always be ready to run because of the home runs. And meanwhile, the Cubs are actually hitting, right? So last 250 plate appearances, top five in home runs, top five in doubles, 340 Woba, 117 WRC+. Plus. They're putting the ball on the ground a touch, but 790 team OPS with this is pretty good, but nearly 9% walk rate. So they're kind of doing all the things we want to see. I just expect two runs. It's just weird. So it's, it's, it's such a cop-out, you know, but that's what the model kind of picks up on. And that's really what models are supposed to do, are highlight things that we as people have biases against. But we've been running out Pittsburgh and Oakland, and we are smashing these. I think I have five on the record in a row and behind the scenes right like nine or ten in the row remember before i post anything in public i back testing so i've been back testing the last 30 days and making a ton of money man i'm actually going on vacation going to disney world i just booked it the other day and right the day after we post this last show we're going on the back of these f5 team totals been ridiculous so give me you know right when you hit we were hitting and doubling hitting and doubling hitting and doubling it just it spun out of control and then give me the pirates who stink <laughs> It's just so funny. I mean, like, you know, right? I'm pushing, pushing teams that are terrible. But it's really more about Winkowski just not been very good. 4-7 ERA, 1-5 whip. All the earn run indicators, you know, north of 5. FIP north of 5. Expected ERA at 4-8. The classified run average at 5-4-4. A 5% K-minus walk. 6% swing strike. 27-0 oh swing. Like, that's just going to get you in trouble. 45 hard hit and 10% barrel. All the things we look for. Lefties have an 890 OPS against him on the season. So he just really hasn't been very good. You know, he's been better at home than on the road. But I I did really like this one. And I did want to push the model. Although, with, to be completely transparent, and this is the, the push for the people that are listening at night. Don't be mad at me. We're going to, by that point, we're hoping Patino gets listed. 
and swap the Cubs for the Royals. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm rolling out Cubs and Pirates, because if I post it, I bet it, you know that. If the Cubs don't come through for us, we're going to pair the Pirates with the Royals. If Patino is starting. So, again, I, I know I'm really trying to do everything for everybody. I know it can be really difficult. People, you know, saying, oh, man, you posted early bets. And all uh, oh, the games are early. There's only a couple games at night. And, you know, you don't want to force bets. You want to bet up into strong probabilistic scenarios. So, all right, the very last thing, and then we'll do a quick recap. We want, this is an early one. So I marked this 2 p.m. on the graphic. Texas covering the run line, minus one and a half. I just have this one as a runaway, so we had to hit it. We know Dunning was lighting up the advanced leaderboard, so he's actually being one of the whiff leaders the last 30 days. Not something that you necessarily expect from Dunning, but he's been really, really good. He's very good at working around the edges. His foul ball rate, right? We mentioned a 20. His is down at 15. That is tremendous. That's going to be one of the lowest that you're going to find, and it's because he wins are on the edges very effective he forces weak contact right it's it's far away enough to get the edge of the bat on not too far away enough that you totally like let it go 54 percent ground ball love that 32 hard hit combined together love those two things we know the oakland offense they, they kind of stink i know you push them but we pumped them for two runs we're not betting team total over as much stacking them oakland we just know that they're a professional team and giving up two runs through five is a human activity which is funny it's getting a bit theoretical here which means it's time to wrap this up and we're up against the time anyway man the show's getting a little bit longer but whatever we're down to the last 11 shows hope you're all just really digging everything we've brought to you here i'm sorry let me just recap that again really quick so the bets for today because i know it was a bit scramble texas to cover the one and a half run line Plus one, Ted, love that. Manny Machado, yeah, the macho man. Covering up over one and a half total bases, minus 120. Get that one early. That's going to move at least 30 cents by the time we get to nighttime. F5 team totals, I'm always looking at over one and a half, right? to need two runs through five. These are on DraftKings, friend of the show. So play with them. Awesome interface there. We have Cubs plus Pirates. But I... I don't want to sound like a fraud. I had the Royals ranked second. The Royals are not listed because Tampa has not listed the starter yet. I believe it will be Patino, in which case we want Kansas City. But in the meantime, you roll out Cubs plus Pirates, F5 team total. Keep an eye on Kansas City as well, and that will do it. Oh, my goodness. Download the Jock Market app. We'll see you in the JM streets today. I especially like when we highlight the pitch matchups because – Again, it's it's what it is. People chase recent stats. So you'll notice the high L14 OPSs, the high L7 OPSs are going to be naturally more expensive. And hitters that are cold won't be. So even a guy like Rizzo is probably going to be cheap because he has, he's not hitting. But we have him in the spot we want him to. He's a very good hitter. I'm not worried about it. And unless he's hurt, right, we're going to roll him out there providing the price so there you go that's everything you could ask for and a bag of chips rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod i'll be on vsin tonight i have a football article dropping right about now running projections for tight ends against ecr i have a mlb mailbag at the athletic coming out tomorrow be on the lookout for all types of sharp stuff and i have a cool guest on saturday we'll be doing another of the football show make sure you check out the new playlist there the mix on mayo media net and check out those football shows they're very very good i had meanie on and Harditz on and recently don't Del don one of my favorite analysts man he's the best we had such a great time i did a basketball stream but man me lightning bolting through a best ball stream is just, oh, I brought as much as I, all, that, all the smoke that I could. All right, now this is officially the longest show of the year. Enjoy your games. Enjoy the day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Man, 
I bring it because your time is precious just like mine. So remember when you work this hard, if it's a lot less like luck, man, you bet your bottom dollar on that one. And I catch you on the flip side, man. See you in the JM Streets. Download that app. You want to say thanks. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.